Welcome to the Haunted Worcester podcast, an ongoing chronicle of spooky stories, interesting people, eerie encounters, and haunted places in and around Worcester County. Hi there, welcome back to Haunted Worcester. This is Jess Curtin, uh, your host, and I am here with um, Charles Longway. Am I saying your last name correctly? Yes. Excellent. Welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. I'm more than happy to be here. Excellent. Well, I have to I have to admit when a mutual friend said that she could put me in touch with the gentleman who wrote the uh, catacombs uh, book, Worcester's Forgotten Catacombs, I was very cool and suave while typing my response, but my whole body was doing the happy dance, like oh, a yeah. ridiculous happy dance. Um, your book was everybody's Christmas gift the year that it came out. Um, so we're so thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to launch into a million questions. Not really a million, but um, <laughs> when, so I read some of, you know, I've read your book and I know that some of the answers um, people can find here, but for people who are, are maybe just hearing about the book or are learning of you for the first time, could you talk a little bit about sort of where you came from in Worcester and how you first learned of the catacombs existence. <coughs> well, I was born on Main Street. Uh, really? In Worcester, right where the co new courthouse is. And I went to Thomas Street School and I was given an assignment. So I went to the library that was located on Lincoln, uh, Elm Street at the time. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> I was about 12 years old and it, librarian gave me a paper with uh, articles about the catacombs and okay. I started to read them and I, at my age I was just freaked out that this was in Worcester and it was only like 500 feet from where I was living. I was going to say that's super close so. Yeah. So I immediately made that project my life. Oh wow. And I just studied it and studied it and tracked it down and got nowhere. That's fascinating to me that that it was so hard. So how at twelve year old you did you begin research then, or you know in addition to the paper that the librarian gave you or I did I did a lot of research in the library, but as time passed I got a little slack, and then every once in a while I'd start again, but it lasted till I was oh, in my seventies I guess. That's fantastic. So this really has been sort of a yeah. life's passion. I'd say about 67, 68. That's probably closer. This is amazing. So here's, this is like the burning question. I was like, I'm going to wait and really be chill about this, mm -hmm. but I can't anymore. Have you been down there? Have you seen them? No, but my father said he was. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. How did that, how did you find out that your dad had been down there? Well, when I was probably 17 or 18, I started talking to him about this. <clears throat> and he said, I have a police friend of mine that brought me down there. And that's all he said. <laughs> and I said, there's got to be more. And he said, no, like I didn't want to talk about it. Really? So I said, here we are again. <laughs> you know. That seems to have been a theme. Yeah. Um, you know, as I was reading through the book, I mean, it's you've, you've posted the articles in the book and you you've got your commentary in there and that common thread seems to be every time mm -hmm. you got close it seems the universe ended up pulling everything away can what were some of the kind of talk a little more about that 
Uh, so that's a good question. Yeah. How do you talk about that? Well, <clears throat> one of the things I did, I went to the Antiquarium Society, and I was trying to get the book that the Mechanics Association, the people who built Mechanics Hall, wrote at the minutes of their meetings. And when I got the book, there was like 20 pages that were razor cut out of the book. So carefully that you never knew those pages weren't there. If I hadn't have been a draftsman, I would have never noticed it. Because really? that's what I used to do. It's cut. <laughs> <laughs> you were a book vandal. No, <laughs> no I'm teasing. I, it was mostly, you know, records that we had. That we, you know, changed. Oh, sure. But as soon as I brought it to the attention of the, the uh, librarian, she took the book back. And I just figured they'd put it back on the stacks. But I went back there like 20 years later, and the book disappeared, never to be seen again. He said, we never had that book. We don't have that book. Really? Yeah. And it's on record that I was there, because you have to sign in every time. Oh, sure. So, and then when I went to talk to the owner of the building, who was a lawyer, he graciously let me have a time with him. And I showed him all the stuff I had, and he said, oh, that's nothing compared to what I have. Really? Oh, so, so somebody else had been researching. Well, he owned the building. So oh, this is true. He must have the plans. He must have had, who knows what he had. So I questioned him, and he says, I can't give you anything. What? No, keeping it a secret. He says, I will let you go down in the cellar, and I can tell you how to get to the entranceway. You just climb up the 12-foot wall, crawl oh. through about a foot space, about 20 feet, drop down another 8 feet, and then try to go to the left down towards the hallway, and you might find it. And at my age, it was I was in my 60s, late 60s, and I said, there's no way I'm going to do that now. Yeah, that's the most terrifying set of directions well, I have ever heard. Not only that, if you did find it, you got poison gas down there. From oh. all the years of, you know, and who knows what. They said all the wildlife is dead by now. Oh, my gosh. So where there are so many folks, uh, you know, hear that there are catacombs and rooms mm. under Worcester. And, of course, our imaginations run away with us. And, and I, maybe it's just me, but we all think that Main Street is a, a maze of tunnels. Mm -hmm. But where I know that. There are some tunnels under sidewalks that were there for business purposes. Right. Um, where are the catacombs that, that the book is about, that you were speaking about, where are they exactly located? Well, there was a hotel called the Bay State Hotel. It was mm -hmm. built, in, built in 1854 to 1856. That was 20 years before Custer got killed in Montana, which okay. is pretty bizarre. That was... I wrote that down, but I can't find it now. Uh, that, that blew me away. That Custer was still fighting the Indians 20 years later. Oh, wild. So that's sort of, uh, you know, giving that historical perspective. And you included, um, actually, there's a great picture of the Bay State mm. Hotel in the book. And the catacombs, were they located sort of like on that block right under? Right under the hotel. And I suppose that's why there was like six suspicious fires they tried to burn it down oh. different times. So the back half of the hotel is gone. 
and that's where the entrance was. And then the front part is still there, but they lost the two front, the two top floors. So oh, there's gosh. not much left of it. And it was one of the most gorgeous hotels in Worcester. It had the first one to have an elevator, had room for 300 guests. Really? Yeah, it was the place for political parties, which means that's why this complex was built to entertain the politicians. So they had one room down there that was 18 feet by 30. Oh, wow. And they used to hold bare knuckle boxing down there. I remember reading about that. Yeah. That's that's incredible. Mm. And this is about, so if you're standing on the spot, so right now I think that's, is that where Dead Horse Hill and Rice Violet yep. and, and that block? So if I'm standing in front of either one, because both of them are delicious and we go there, um, about how many feet under, how many feet, like how much would I have to dig basically well, to get you to those? took a three-decker and put it into the ground up to the roof, then you'd have that distance, 40 feet. This is where podcasts kind of fail because you can't see like the kind of shock on my face. Like that's uh -huh. when you put it in terms, of course, you know, we love our three deckers in Worcester. When you put it in terms of that, that's huge. That was, like, that was her idea to do that. That's <laughs> so joining, um, joining Charles, we have his wife, Cheryl, here with us too. Um, so Cheryl, thank you so much for also being here. Hello. Yes. Thank you. Um, there have been, so the boxing has been down there, mm -hmm. but there's so there seem to be so many rumors um, and speculations as to why those rooms were built in the first place. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would love to, but if I do that, I'm going to ruin the book for most people. This is true. This is very, very true. I hadn't thought about that. I was just so excited mm -hmm. to be here. Well done. Well done. Okay. So I'll, we can just leave off saying there are so many rumors and an awful lot mm -hmm. of speculation um, as to why they were built. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by all the roadblocks you encountered. Well, I think that's because, and I suspect this because of things I've run into, that a lot of murders took place there. It certainly seems like it would be the place for it. Yes, and I, I don't know if you know Cliff Rudka. We we haven't met, um, but we're Railers fans, and we love the fact that he he brought hockey back uh, well, to Worcester. So when he came into town, I gave him my book and. He was very gracious to me. He let me get out and photograph his club oh, down fantastic. in the cellar, which I, it was connected to the um, Blackstone Canal, which came through there. Oh, which yes. Which was an escape. I haven't proven it yet, but I know there was tunnels that went from the tunnels to get out of that place in case the cops came down. Ah, gotcha. So, I mean, there was a lot of connections at one time right to the canal but they blocked them all up. The city was to block them up. So how uh, was I getting at? Was, you know what I was getting at? No. <laughs> um, no, that's okay. Well, and we hear, I can imagine Worcester, one, you know, being a teenager who was also always looking for cool places to go and explore. I, I you know, I imagine having all of Massachusetts teenage population crawling around tunnels is probably not the safest thing. Um, but it is, it is disappointing that we can't see it. I mean, this is one of those people talk about it in sort of mm. almost hushed and reverent tones of "Wouldn't it be cool?" Yeah. And 
did you have a plan at one point or you you sort of had a desire to kind of open it up and maybe that could be well something cool for Worcester? Yeah, I went and contacted WPI to have some uh, ground penetrating radar to find the catacombs. Oh, that's a great idea. But they wouldn't answer me. They didn't want to get involved. Now, Cliff, since I gave him that book, he bought up that whole block. We you know, love Cliff. <laughs> he owns the, the Railers Bar. He owns that parking lot. He owns the Bay State Hotel. owns the bank across the street. And he owns the Irish Times, as far as I've been told. Gotcha. Actually, not the Irish Times. I do know that one. Just, But, yeah, he definitely owns a, a, a whole block. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And he's part owner of the Palladium now. Yes. So he's got total control. And as a matter of fact, we had a paranormal investigation down in the cellar of the Dead Horse Hill. And they did all kinds of stuff. And he gave me two dowsing rods. In my left hand, the rod was spinning uncontrollably. <laughs> and the one in my right hand wasn't moving. And I kept yelling over to the guy, what does this mean? And he said, he wouldn't kind of answer me. Oh my gosh. And after that, I asked him if he'd like to do another paranormal investigation. And he kind of said, yeah. But then when I tried to get a hold of him later, he wouldn't answer my calls. Anything. Just like everything else. Gotcha. Yeah, it, they're definitely, it seems to be one of those things that people want to talk about it, want to talk about it, and now we're done and we never speak of it again. Um, you know, it slightly smacks of conspiracy and cover up, you know. Yeah. Um, was there ever a point where you hit the frustration level or you were like, forget it? Or did that make you even more curious? I was so used to it, it didn't bother me. I just wanted to keep digging. That's fantastic. But now I'm, where do I go from here? I've been cut off. Cliff won't answer my emails anymore. So he wants privacy. Gotcha, gotcha. I suppose I, I suppose I can understand. I that, respect so. that. Yeah, you know it's his property, and if he wants to bring it back, which he might, that I'm all for it. But that would be quite the tourist I'd attraction. I'd like to be involved. Yeah. Oh sure. Well, you've given so much of your time and mm. your research, and research is no easy feat, mm -mm. especially you know I going through the book and looking at all the articles. Um, mm. Where did you find a lot of, of those? Were those at Worcester Library? Did you have to go to different organizations? Most of them at the library. Gotcha. And you know what it's like to go through microfiche? Yeah. You go oh, blind yeah. after a while? I, there was one part I did have to not laugh but chuckle uh, in sort of solidarity where you mentioned in one of the articles that the the it couldn't be read from the the microfiche. Right. There was a line that couldn't be read, and and having done my you know having done research and bumping into that sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, yep, that is. It'd be amazing if we had time machines and we could go back and actually yeah. like look and see and and talk to the people who had, um, you know, who had been there. Hmm. Um, when did you decide to compile it all into a book? Sort of was that ever uh, your goal or? No, actually, it wasn't. But then. Time went on, and Cheryl started to say, you got to put this in a book. Yay, Cheryl! <laughs> I mean, yay you too, but yay, Cheryl! <laughs> so well, she, you had so many facts and so much research that you needed to share it. It took me almost two and a half, three years to put it together. Oh, I believe it. Because I couldn't find everything, you know, and rediscovering all that stuff. 
so in 2013 I started writing and by 2015 I had something that's fantastic that was a lot of work I cannot even fathom how much it took um, to put together. What did we do? Write five uh, copies, different ones. We had to change everything and rewrite it, rewrite it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, it's fantastic. You are so right to point out. I don't want to give away any any secrets about oh. the book. Um, it is wonderful. And everybody that we have given the book to mm -hmm. has loved it. We have family who have been on Main Street and actually, uh, you know, they've been there for years and they are actually living on Main Street right now. They really? had renovated part of the building and that was one of their gifts. When when they moved down, oh, cool. um, we had actually gone into Worcester Wares and I know that was yep. the first place I had found your book. And I'm not saying I had to fight somebody to get the last copy, but I had to fight somebody to get the last <laughs> copy. Um, you know, and, and they are they carry it all the time. I actually was in there this week and kind of eyeballing. Yours is the book I always kind of like that. I judge the standard of a store oh. by, do you have that book? They have that book. We can shop here. Um, so I'm flipping my little paper over here. Um, Obviously, you, you would love to see the catacombs sort of explored and, and, and brought to light. Yeah. Um, it would be such a neat thing. I mean, and the, the notion that they are hidden is such a sort of the old-fashioned romantic notion of, you know, they're murderers and pirates and, and all sorts of stuff. Just the history that's, yeah. that's underneath, um, you know, that's underneath the city. And... You've given so much time, and thank you. I'm sure other people have thanked you, but I want to make sure I add my voice to to you for spending so much time because that research um, and forging ahead when you bump into things like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, I, I have all this, but you can't have it, um, or oh. disappearing books, things like that, and the fact that you persevered is incredible. So thank you, thank you. And Cheryl, thank you for giving him the nudge yeah. to put it all together because yeah, it absolutely. really is a spectacular book. Um, I know people can find it at Worcester Wares. Is there anywhere else? Where else can yes. people learn more? And so uh, there's some at the uh, Amazon.com. Fantastic. The Taproots Bookstore. Oh, excellent! And that's on West Boylston Street in Worcester. Taproots. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Is it yes, fantastic? Absolutely. So they have copies. The Worcester Historical Museum. Oh, fantastic. And Worcester Wares. Excellent. But recently, the Bedlam Book Cafe. Oh, that's fantastic. And they just opened up over at the Crompton right. um, area on Green Street. Yeah. That's a great bookstore. We set up a book sign for the 3rd of May. Oh, fantastic. Seven at night, which is conflicting with the dead cafe. I know. Now I'm <laughs> torn. It's. I know there's going to be a death cafe but that night, and I know you know Kat, but... You get over out of there at 7.30, and you can hustle over there. Excellent. At 7 o'clock. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so but, if anybody listening, you have plans on May 3rd. You're going to go to uh, the Cat Kimball's Death Cafe at Rural Cemetery, and then you're going to go to Bedlam Book Cafe over on Green Street um, to see Charles. Now, will you be reading from the book and answering questions that evening? or I will answer questions. Uh, Nicole has asked me to read something. I'm probably going to read the account that during the boxing episode Excellent. that was interesting and uh, for those who want to know I did get a parcel of land at the Royal Cemetery you did oh my goodness and I, I'm if anybody has been following Haunted Whisper you know we consider Rural Cemetery our home 
cemetery and we love it there and the fact that mm. you know we have so many events that are happening there it's beautiful so much Worcester history I am so tickled to <laughs> to find that you had a parcel there that was I have many favorite parts of the book but I read that line I was like oh my gosh I, I love that you have secured yourself a, a, a piece of land there to I'm very close to Levi Lincoln Excellent. And for those who don't know who he is, can you just mention who he is and he's why a, you wanted to he's talk to him? a cousin of President Abraham Lincoln. Fantastic. And he lived right on Thomas Street and Main Street, right around there. Excellent. And that's where the canal used to come through when it was all swampy. And Isaiah Thomas didn't live far from there. Oh, fantastic. And wasn't he a mayor of Worcester as well? Uh, Levi, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So if you could chat with him again, do you think he'd have some answers about the catacombs? I don't know. These guys stick together pretty well. They... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, if anybody is going to find the answers, either this life or the next life, it is absolutely going to be you. So now I have to go secure a parcel of land in rural cemeteries so that I well, can follow you be, as you follow everybody else. Join the conversation. You can be my neighbor. Yeah. Excellent. They Excellent. only have a few plots left, though, and there's a, some running in front of mine so that you can get in there. Excellent. So we're going to talk about the catacombs for a long, long time to come. This I is hope good. So. This is going to be good. Thank you so very, very much You're for, for coming on Haunted Worcester. And how do, so folks can find you at Bedlam um, that uh, at the May 3rd evening, mm -hmm. and they can find your books at all of those places. Mm -hmm. um, will they ever see you researching in a library again? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's up in the air. Excellent. I need a few more vacations before I can think about it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, I wish you lots of rest time, and then we're going to find other things for you to, to research. Okay. No, I'm just teasing. Thank you so much, and Cheryl, thank right. you for thank also you coming along. Thank you It's great meeting you guys. Excellent. Very, very nice to mm. meet you. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Haunted Worcester Podcast. Special thanks to Josh Aola and Michael Kane in the Morning Afters for the music and to John Curtin for helping to put this together. Do you have a spooky tale you want to tell? We'd love to hear it. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Is it alright on the radio tonight? I was just, just shaking and you think I'm alright Driving down to the shore on a whim Just to make things right Shut out the lights, kid, shut out the lights Shut out the lights, kid, shut out the lights I was b b b breaking